Hey, welcome to the Care Ministries podcast. And today's topic is blended families in the holidays. And we are honored to have a special guest with us who is going to give her uh, perspective and expertise about this topic. Uh, Michelle Bennyfield is with us today. Uh, Michelle is a member of Brookwood. Um, she is also a blended family small group leader uh, with her husband, Shane. Uh, she is actually a member of a blended family. So she has that unique experience. Uh, she also has a master's in counseling and is a PhD candidate for uh, Christian counseling. I got that right. Clinical Christian counseling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Uh, she's also a licensed professional counselor supervisor in the state of South Carolina, and she is a business owner of uh, Bennyfield and Associates, where she does counseling. I didn't realize I did so much. You did. That's yeah, very impressive. You're very impressive. <laughs> yeah. I need to take a breather. That was. You know, I need a vacation. That's, a That's all the stuff. time we have for the podcast. Yes, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm exhausted just hearing yeah. that. Well, thanks for coming by this morning. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. And uh, we're also here with uh, Doug Wildman. How you doing? And with Josh Masters. Here I am again. And Josh Taylor, who is doing our, the Dungeon Master. Uh, yeah, he's yes, the Dungeon Josh, Master here. Josh Taylor's at the helm. Josh, you want to say hey? Party's going to make me take that segment out. <laughs> <laughs> we are thankful for him as well. So <clears throat> we're kind of going to do a, like a, a a roundtable discussion, but Michelle, we're going to. We're going to start with you on every question, get your perspective, and then the rest of us can kind of um, jump in. As far as blended families go with the holidays, how do you help blended families handle expectations in general? Because it's a little different than uh, a nuclear family that's still together. Right. Um, well, in, in the words of Ron Deal, who wrote The Smart Step Family, and that is the one resource that I recommend the most to any any step parents or blended families that I meet, as well as the smart step mom or the smart step dad. Um, first off, it takes seven to 10 years for a family to blend um, when you remarry and there are stepchildren involved and ex-spouses and extended family. How, how long did you say? Seven to ten years. Seven to ten years. And wow. Did, and did you know there are 69 different ways that a family can be blended? Wow. Yes, wow. there's a lot, a lot of information out there. But what I normally tell people is to, one, relax, breathe, mm-hmm. lower your expectations, um, kind of take the pressure off of yourself because you can only control what happens in your home. You can't control what happens in the other um, spouse's home or, you know, um, the scheduling, um, all the visits that have to be made to Mm -hmm. multiple sets of grandparents, um, bio, step parents, travel, um, just, you know, take the pressure off of yourself and just uh, try and remember the reason for the season. Um, because it, it is a lot to to absorb, depending on how large your family is. Do you see any um, like topics or patterns that blended families struggle with over the holidays? I, mean, I know we're talking about expectations, but you mentioned mm-hmm. a lot of things. Do you see, or even in your own experience, do you see any patterns of some things that pop up a lot? Um, I think sometimes it's 
it's real easy to let the other family, the ex-spouse in that part of the family, infiltrate into your home, um, either through uh, conflict or communication, or maybe the children um, feel like they have to choose, mm-hmm. um, and they don't. Um, and that's one of the biggest things is when there's children involved, um, allowing them that freedom to to say, you know what, it's okay if you want to go to your mom's for Christmas Eve. We'll see you Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just, it's if it's already stressful on you as an adult, imagine how stressful it is on a little person. Mm-hmm. Do or, you feel like you have to... As a parent, you have your own expectations and hurts probably that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you find that sometimes it's hard for parents to acknowledge the struggle that their kids are having because they're wrapped up in their own hurt and struggle around the blended family at the holidays? I, I've seen that happen um, many times. You know, my husband and I have co-led blended family small group for probably about seven years now. We've had a lot of couples, you know, come and go. Um, but a lot of times, you know, there's court orders involved for visitation. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the parents is out of state and there's out of state travel involved. There's just all these emotions that get stirred up, um, feeling like maybe you want to love that stepchild so much, mm-hmm. um, but feeling like that stepchild's always going to choose the biological mm-hmm. parent. And you've got to just allow yourself to breathe and relax and allow that child to come to you on their own. Right. Um, because sometimes we we put too much pressure on it. Christmas is, for some, is stressful enough mm-hmm. without these added issues. Right. So we really, the main thing is to remember the reason for the season. And so if we can share the love of Christ— and show the love of Christ in our families. That's honestly the best thing we can do for our, if you're blended, or any family, really. Because yeah. every family, even if you're just a nuclear family, there's still issues. But blended families does have it. its added dynamics. It's called nuclear for a reason, because it can explode at any, any it, moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk about the... Uh, allowing the children to kind of come to, you know, the the step parent. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any suggestions as to maybe some family things that can be done over the holidays to maybe help facilitate that? You know, I think um, I remember early on in my marriage, um, my husband and I will be married 10 years in March. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Um, the longest either one of us have been married to anyone. There so, yes, go. it's an accomplishment. Um, you know, we. I remember trying to make new memories. I mm. was going to make the holidays amazing for my stepchildren. I have three stepchildren. Mm. They're now all adults. Um, and it was short-lived, mm. you know. But trying to make something special for them, whether it's decorating the tree or making Christmas cookies, trying to make a memory. Mm. You know, no, don't force it, but trying to make a memory, trying to invite them to do something with you or you and your husband or you and your wife as a, you know, as a family and um, giving it a chance. 
you know. Because we talked about that last week a little bit uh, on the last podcast about uh, grieving uh, through the holidays, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a loss of a loved one. And we did mention, you know, divorce um, as being part of that. And uh, we mentioned the idea of a new normal. Well, and, and sometimes in blended families, it could be a remarriage because of the death of a spouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not that that new step-parent is trying to replace your mom or your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. They're there to add, hopefully, additional love. Someone that can be a friend or a confidant and just show you the love of Christ and um, to sh- be an example with their biological parent of hopefully what um, marriage can look like and what family can look like. But also, if there is a deceased parent, maybe making that part of the Christmas holiday so that they don't get forgotten because mm-hmm. that's still important to that child. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we talked about that last week a little bit about the idea of honoring the past, finding a new tradition to mm-hmm. honor something right. in the past. Um, and then you also want to give permission that it is okay to have a relationship with the new step parent if that's a new relationship yes. right yes cuz sometimes it's not just about the that conflict sometimes the conflict is i i do have love for this person but am mm. i betraying mm. my quote unquote real dad or my real mom yes and that is something cuz you know i am a child and adolescent therapist and i work with a lot of children that come from divorce and remarriage mm-hmm. and they do get conflicted uh, and sometimes the the other parent and the other household may say things um, mm. to the child to make them feel guilty or right. make them feel bad about liking the new the new step parent, um, and it puts them in a hard spot because maybe that new step parent might be really fun and likable. They might give great hugs. They might make great cookies, and you know they want to. They don't need to be stuck in choosing. Yeah. So that that brings up a question that I actually wanted to ask you, and I'm not sure it has a a real answer, so I'll put you on the spot with it. Um, What are some tips for how you can work with the other family, especially when there's contention? Because there are some things that are out of your control. You can control your own household, but not, Mm -hmm. not what's going on in the other family. So what are some tips to peacefully work with, a contentious situation? Well, normally what happens is the step-parent gets irritable and upset about the communication Mm -hmm. um, from the other household. So one thing I recommend is allowing the biological parent to talk to the other biological parent and kind of stepping back from that and allowing that your spouse to take the lead on that. Mm -hmm. If there's a court order involved for visitation, um, referring back to the court order and allowing that to stand. You know, the, the best thing I can say is, you know, we, a lot of times we got to spend some time in prayer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means praying for the other family, praying for that mm-hmm. ex-spouse, um, because there are th- some things we just can't control and we've got to give it to God. Right. Um, so prayer, um, talking to your spouse about your frustrations, because who's going to understand it better than your spouse? Right. Because they've already lived it and they're going through it with you. Um, trying to shield the children from hearing any of that irritability 
Mm -hmm. um, because it's not the kid's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so, so those are the, the pointers that I, I try and give people because mm -hmm. it, it isn't easy because some blended families may still be going through legal battles in the court system right. during the holidays mm -hmm. or any time of the year. Mm -hmm. And that causes additional stress. Yeah. Many of us have had a major transformation in our life uh, through Christ. What would you say to a parent who their ex is not sharing that same kind of faith, and but they're they're both parenting the same child or children. Mm -hmm. How how does a person negotiate with that, especially around the time of, of Christmas? Really, the only thing you can do is like you know if if you if Christmas Eve at church is important and you want your child to be part of that, mm -hmm. and maybe it's you know all you can do is ask. And share, you know, this is this is what we believe in our household. This is, um, you know, but you can't necessarily change the beliefs in the other household. Right. Um, again, it's it's the power of a praying person um, is about all you can do to change that because God is the only one that can change those uh, that other person. Um, but while your child is in your home, mm -hmm. you know, you can show them what what you do as you live out your life with Christ. Right. Praying at, at meals, talking about Jesus, talking about the reason for the season. Um and you know, enjoying the the services at church um so that they can get that exposure. Because there is that chance that on the other weekends that they're with their other parent they may not go to church or they may not get that exposure. Mm -hmm. So pouring into the, those children while you have them in your care. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you say too that it's important, like one of the key ways to reflect Christ, if you have one family that is, has faith in their lives and the other family that isn't, that the family that has faith, that's reflected in how you talk about and represent Yes. The other the parent other. to your child, exactly. right? Yes. And showing yeah. compassion and grace and, mm -hmm. and mercy. One of the, the best things you can do is to, is even when it's challenging, is to speak kindly of their other parent. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is say negative or hurtful things about their mom or dad. Because no matter what has happened in that child's life, they're still going to love their parent. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And um, you don't want to damage your relationship that you're developing with that child. Right. And so, you know, the, the holidays are going to come and go. You know, people may basically survive the holidays um, or it may be very successful. But once the holidays are over, once New Year is over, um, do you have any other suggestions to blended families as they kind of try to navigate through um, just living life? Well, you know, everything we've talked about today are things that I probably talk about on a regular basis mm -hmm. to blended families. So I would say that, you know, yes, Christmas adds extra stress and extra pressure, but I encourage people, you know, lower your expectations You've got to give the children time to adjust. Um, Ron Deal talks about in the Smart Step family, um, many people, there's different ways to blend. Mm. So there's um, the blender, the microwave, 
in the crock pot. Mm. And, you know, if you do the blender or the microwave, it, you're going to force it and it's going to be too fast, too much pressure, and it's going to explode. <laughs> mm. yep. But if you put it in the crock pot and you mm. let it simmer just at a slow and steady pace um, and just give everyone a chance to adjust, um, you have a, a chance of hopefully happier, fulfilled relationships. Doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect. Um, but at least maybe it can keep the conflict and stress down. Um, reminding people to breathe, relax, don't take it so seriously, mm -hmm. um, and you can only can control what you do and say. And I think the key word that you used there was adjust, let people adjust, and mm -hmm. sometimes I think people don't want to adjust. So one of the first steps is to say, this is going to be an adjustment and there's going to be differences mm -hmm. and there's going to mm -hmm. be changes. Mm -hmm. Like you had said earlier, you know, if the schedule, if the court ordered schedule says this parent has the child on Christmas Eve, but you really want to take them to church and they say no, well, that that's an adjustment that's going to have to be made. Right. I mean, the, the best advice I could give parents that are, that are going through divorce if they can co-parent amicably, that's the best gift they can give their children. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's I've seen so many situations where it was so conflictual, but the best gift you can give your child is to be amicable as you're trying to to handle the situations as they grow up, because it doesn't stop at age 18, mm. because there's going to be graduations and weddings and babies that come along, and you're all going to still have to be in the room together. Right. And if you're struggling with that, you should probably call Care Ministries. <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you for stopping by. And uh, I would not be surprised if you stop by again and we chat again. Oh, wow. Well, anytime. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, let's pray. Let's pray about this. This is a definitely a situation um, uh, that is difficult. And so, uh, Father, we ask that, uh, that you help those that are listening to this podcast, Lord, that... Um, as Michelle and, and Josh and Doug and I have talked, Lord, that you would um, show the path to these families on how to best uh, navigate through these adjustments and these times, especially at the holidays that can be difficult. And uh, Lord, that, that they can come to agreement and that um, you would help them be unified um, so that uh, the experience can be something that we can look back and we can glorify you because you have uh, directed our paths. And uh, as Michelle said, remembering that this is a season of Jesus's birth. And so help us stay focused on that. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless.